Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Y'all, it's that time, man. Leave in Kentucky. Vinny Hardy here. Jalen Whitlow, former UK QB. I got Aaron Gershon. Is all spend a little time with family, but he'll be back with us next week. So uh, y'all keep checking him out on the Cat's Paws because he's doing his thing, keeping up with everything, cranking out articles. Uh, but Jay Whit, man, you and I gonna hold it down today, man. How you doing? Good, man. How about yourself? Oh, can't complain, can't complain. Like you said before we started, we got a ton of stuff to hit. We got, oh, yeah. you know, all kinds of stuff. Before we get to it, though, I we got we got hardware and just got to give UK Tennis some love because they won the SEC tournament. So uh, another trophy is coming to the trophy case. So congratulations to UK Men's Tennis. They beat Georgia uh four sets to three was down three one so they they did like a, a Cavs <laughs> warriors on them man Bron, they have Bron out there. <laughs> but uh yeah I saw, I saw that man and i was you know that's that's always uh like you said adding hardware man to uh kentucky athletics so i'm sure that they 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 uh appreciated that um you know you know i mean we look at kentucky athletics and as a whole um and man, you gotta, you know, out the past ten years or so. I mean, we had volleyball win it all. Uh, you know, rifle teams always really good. I mean, from a program standpoint, Kentucky's up there. Uh, you know, is up there with with uh, with some of the best of them when it comes to just overall teams doing well. Uh, so you know, shout out to the Kentucky tennis team. Uh, because you know, like I said, anytime you win a championship in the SEC. When you get a chance to compete for a national championship. I mean, that's elite status, man. Because uh, there's a lot of schools out here trying to do the same thing that you're trying to do, and you did it. So that's you know that's good. So you know, big ups to them. Yeah, for sure. And um, the Georgia guys, the Believe in Georgia guys, sent a little tweet. They tweeted our Believe in Kentucky account, and I think they tagged me in it. Uh, Corey Burton and then uh, Israel Troop. Play receiver for Jordan. You remember yeah, I remember the name. Yeah. yeah, so they, uh, you know, they sent out love. You know, congratulations, and you know, since cause they had us on the ropes, but couldn't yeah. knock us out. And so, uh, Kentucky tennis wins in 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 seven, four sets to three. So congratulations. Oh, two man, you had the um, the Caspies, man. So did you did you go to those when you were there? Did you attend them? Yeah, the Caspies was so the Caspies was dope, man. It, it was one of those things that I didn't like dressing up. Like I didn't like, you know, I'm not a, you know, I'm not a dress up guy at all. Like I wear athletic wear every day. Uh, you know, lucky to be able to do that. But I, I don't dress up at all, really, man, unless I'm going to a wedding or something. Mm-hmm. But I enjoyed going to Caspi's. You know, it was fun, man. I mean, you had every pretty much every sports team there. Uh, you know, it, it was legit the Espies of Kentucky. Like it was like legit. It was it was they did a good job putting that on. It was always fun. Obviously, always fun seeing all the, you know, back in college, seeing all the girls dress up. Yeah. Uh, you know, that was dope. Uh, you know, so we always had a blast, man. You know, 
some, you know, food and whatnot. Uh, uh, I, I still, I ought to post a picture. I still got a picture uh, of me, you know, kind of, you know, in my gear or whatnot. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it was in a dorm too. So uh, I took a picture in the dorm before we left. But uh, but yeah, Caspies was always dope, man. It's one of those things where I wish like fans got a chance to see that. I wish they got a chance to like go in and like really see that because it's it's pretty cool to be honest with you. They should like televise that thing on local TV or something. It's it's pretty cool. Because mm-hmm. I hadn't been to one, and I don't know if Aaron's covered it or not. My my other podcast, Cat Star Wednesday, that that you've been on, my guy Terry yep. Brown, my co-host, yep. he got a, a credential for the the website we used to write for. He got credential, so he got to go as a media member and cover it and just kind of check it out. I hadn't got to do that yet, so I always, that, you know, one of the little bucket things you want to check off. Hopefully, I get right. to cover one one day. A uh, couple of little winners, uh, Mr. Wildcat, the winner was Eli Cox. So uh, congratulations to him. And we'll just stick it to to football. It's the long list, but the um, the Mike Lydon Courage Award went to Chris Oates. So I think okay. he's a yeah, he's a, des- a deserving winner for that. Uh, considering everything that he's, you know, continues to go through, and a couple more quick football ones. You had a um, the newcomer, male newcomer of the year. You had uh, Jordan Anthony listed for track and field, but we know he's playing football too. Yeah. And the big fella in the middle, Deion Walker, newcomer of the oh, year. Yeah. So, uh, just had to, to them, man. Yeah, yeah. To recognize them. So, man, had the tennis, the Caspies. Uh, you mentioned a bunch of stuff. You meant, you know, we, we got the draft tomorrow, Colorado. I haven't been paying attention to Coach Prime a whole lot, but he, uh, we gotta, we gotta hit that wherever yeah. you want to hit first. And is is he is he going too hard in the paint, running guys uh, off? What's what's going? What's up, man? Yeah, he, you know, I, I've seen this before on a smaller scale. Uh, you know, where new coach comes in, you know, some guys are on that chopping block. Um. And, you know, I think there's been a rule change. I don't know exactly, but I, I think I read where there's a, there's been a rule change in the recent years where you can actually, like, do this in, on a larger scale. You can kind of, like, cut people in a way um, mm. and still keep them on scholarship on campus, but they just can't be on a team. Or they can finish their year out or finish – I forgot how it is. I think finish their year out on scholarship on campus – even though they're not on the team or something like that. Uh, so, you know, I think Dion is definitely going, <laughs> he's definitely going hard in the paint. Uh, <laughs> definitely walk a flock on that thing. Uh, but I, I, I do believe that, you know, you know, he said he, he he's doing what he said he'll do. I mean, he said this from the jump. He said he's bringing his luggage and his Louis. So we know what that means. He's bringing his guys. He's bringing in his guys that he wants. So, uh, there's a lot of guys on that chopping block. There's some guys that are like legacy players, like their dad played there or whatnot. I saw that pretty much got cut or that are transferring. You got even a guy, there was some eyebrows being raised because there, there was a player that came with him from Jackson State that left. So people are <laughs> starting to wonder like what's really going on. But I just think he's, you know, Dion is like, I mean, we see his videos. He's, he's extremely, extremely brutally honest. He's kind of brash. I mean, he, he's, he says what he's, he's going to say what he feel. Um, he's going to do what he think he want to do. You know, at the end of the day, you know, this guy's a 
Hall of Fame player, you know, there's a lot of confidence and borderline cockiness that come with that. So um, he's doing what he want to do. And he's getting he's getting guys out of there. It's risky because who knows what you're going to get in that transfer portal? Who knows if you're going to land some of those guys now? See, he's just landed one of the top players uh, that was in the portal from Florida State uh, that left. Uh, but, you know, it's risky because at the end of the day, you're going to put, you know, 50, 60 guys – who, you know, counting the incoming freshmen that have yet to play in a Colorado jersey. And you're going to – so you just disregard the spring ball. Spring ball is none, null and void to Colorado right now. I mean, every piece of depth that you had is in a portal. <laughs> you know, so even some of the starters that were quote-unquote starters are in the portal. We saw the receiver leave, uh, which was alarming. But, you know, I think, you know, it's very risky behavior. But at the end of the day – he said this all along. He said what he was going to do, and he's doing it. Uh, I watched the interview after the spring game, uh, and that spring game was atrocious, by the way, uh, <laughs> you know, on, on defense. Quarterback looked good. His son is good at quarterback. I really believe that. You got Travis Hunter, who was good. Uh, the Montana kid who transferred was a good receiver, but he's leaving. But, you know, uh, that schedule's tough, man, and he feel like he need dogs in there, which you need dogs, but you also need continuity, you know, you putting you bringing all those guys. It's 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 you know pretty much May. You got June, July, August. You got let really less than three months together with those group of guys to get them ready to go and play TCU, who just played a national championship game. So, I mean, good luck with that, man. Uh, I got I got Colorado winning three games. I think if they get to five, that's a miracle. Uh, if they get to five games, that's a miracle. You know, because I just don't think that's healthy your team even the guys that are still on the roster they got a little bit of like doubt when it comes to the culture at Colorado you know obviously it's first year so you're going to have that first year doubt then you got a little bit of doubt in your head coach because you don't know you're questioning how good of a guy he is a lot of them are (laughs) they're trying to figure out how good of a dude is he that he's calling these guys who we thought were at least going to be pretty good backups and saying hey look you know I read a quote where he was like, man, you're six, eight, 300 and whatever pounds, you know, you're going to continue to get better, but this place ain't for you. Uh, he's telling, I mean, that's, that's pretty harsh to tell an 18, 19, 20 year old kid. Uh, so we'll see what happened, man. Like I said, it's, it's risky. Uh, I'm sure his assistant coaches don't agree with it, but mm. you know, I'm sure they may say they do, but they don't. Uh, <laughs> when you're coaching, when you're coaching the quarterback room and you only got one guy left in there, that ain't fun. You know what I'm saying? That's hard to do, man, because you got to – you you know, spring ball is canceled out now. So we'll see what happens. I think it's, I think it's very, very risky behavior. And we'll see – you know, like I said, we'll see. I know, uh, you know, that the, the schedule ain't, 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 ain't exactly uh, easy. So we'll see what happens. So, so you use the words risky. You use the word alarming. So you sit there and watch – you kind of like, bro, calm down, or you, you are shocked or disagree. Your, you know I mean, <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I would never do that. You know, mm-hmm. I, I could. I, I don't have the heart to do that. I don't. You know, I don't have the heart to let some of those. Now, sometimes, like, there's going to be guys on the chopping block when a new coach get in, especially at Colorado, one and eleven. You got to change the roster. But this is like this is more than changing the roster. This is like he's I mean, I mean, this is a new team. 
like completely new team that he's going to get in. So when I was, you know, seeing it unfold, and it's still unfolding, <laughs> it's still unfolding. I mean, you still got guys getting out of there. And I'm like, man, this is uh, this is new, you know. And uh, like I said, he's going to get away with it because his name is Deion Sanders. Mm. He's going to get away with it. If his name was Mark Stoops or whoever else, even Jimbo Fisher, you ain't getting away with that, you know. But Deion Sanders has credibility. He's built his credibility so high by being such a good player and winning two conference championships at Jackson State, Hall of Fame guy. He built his credibility so high that he feels, and it feels like that he feels, is almost indestructible. He can do whatever he wants. And, uh, you know, we'll see. At the end of the day, uh, the tape is what matters. The win and loss column is what matters. So if he ends up winning eight games this year, people are going to start praising him. If he goes 1-11, you know, 2-10, and 10, I don't really see him going 0-12, but, you know, even 3-9 three and three and nine, or even 4-8, and eight, people are going to be like, see? That's what happens, but we'll see, man. I just, you know, like I said, I wouldn't have the heart to do that. I, I you know, I, I, I respect kids' lives enough to where I can't cut, you know, seventy percent of my team. I just can't do it. Mm -hmm. Because you know this, you're fitting spring practices, and then, like you said, it's all gone. You, you just film from the spring game when those dudes balling out. The ones that played well are leaving. So you. Yeah. You have, like I said, all that you just did is you don't even have those guys that you can watch or evaluate. It's wow. Yeah, yeah, they, they out of there, man. When I, <laughs> when that, it's literally like literally once the next day after the spring game, that Sunday, you know, I saw seven players enter the portal. One day. Then it was like 16. You know, now it's something, it's some astronomical number, but we'll, like I said, we'll see, you know, if I'm, if I'm even the quarterback, if I'm Shador Sanders, I'm, if I'm his son, I'm like, dad, what are you doing? Like, I gotta, mm. like, I gotta learn how to, you know, I gotta learn and become a leader and earn the, this trust of a total new roster now, you know? So mm. like I said, maybe he knows something we don't. Yeah. Mm. Now, probably the complete opposite end of spectrum, uh, Texas, I just saw where which Arch Manning to me it's like they they're going out of their way to let everybody know that he's not getting any NIL money. He hasn't received any that. NIL. It's you know, he's he's not gonna get anything until he becomes a starter. His Archie and, and Cooper and, and everybody says, you know, we want to be an old school recruitment, old school experience. Okay, all right. Well, look, your granddaddy and two uncles played in the league for years. Your situation, to me, this is me talking, your situation is uh, really, really unique compared to everybody else. You don't need NIL, ain't never going to need it, whether you want it or not. Your situation is... You a case by yourself. This yeah. is this is not pertain to a lot of the other guys whose situation is completely different than the way you're entering in Texas. So I just thought, I just thought they went out of their way just to stress. He's not in Texas for NIL. People think he is. Look, we know you don't need no money. You don't need it. Yeah, he, you know, uh, 
I saw that and I thought that was funny. I wouldn't be shocked if he still had NIL deals, to be honest with you. Uh I just I just don't believe anything I see, to be honest with you. Uh I wouldn't be shocked if he's you know, that that's a you know, that's a that's a good PR move though. Um but at the end of the day, like you said, I mean, now obviously his dad is Cooper, so yeah, Cooper didn't necessarily play in the league, but we know what no. type of trust funds they got in that family. I mean, we we know exactly what they got. You know, all types of stuff. Ain't no telling. You know, you know, we know. You know, at the end of the day, he don't need it. Uh, yeah. But like I said, I wouldn't be shocked if he. You know, you can't tell me that there's not a local spot in that city who's like, bro, you know, wear this around. You know, do this for us, and he, you know, got a ten thousand dollar check, thirty thousand dollar check. Whatever it may be fifty thousand dollar check, I mean, I'm I'm sure that's happened. You, it's just hard for me to believe that it didn't. So, um, you know, it's one of those things where, like I said, I just don't believe it. And yeah. if it is true, then good for him, you know, because he don't need it, you know. So, yeah. uh -huh. uh, so it is, you know, it is what it is. And Cooper, I think Cooper got hurt. He was a receiver, he right? Got hurt at Ole Miss. I don't, I don't know if he. Would have been an NFL guy, you know, have he stayed healthy or not? But, I, but I mean, you know, like you said, the family, yeah. you know, you know, Archie, you know, they was doing fine before Peyton and Eli hit the league. You know, Archie yeah. ain't Archie been smart with his money and yeah, yeah, yeah. So I just, I just caught my eye and I was like, man, I just had to throw that out there too. Um, man, we got you know, the draft is tomorrow. Um, to me, let me ask you, you know, like you said, Levis is kind of moving up and you know, for a while there, you know, even, you know, people had him fourth. I said on the little clip, you know, they put out for believe, I think he's going to be the most polarizing prospect in the draft because the numbers in his first year under Corm, we saw the numbers dip under Scangarillo. Saw the injuries, offensive line gave up a lot of sacks, a lot of factors that a lot of people might not look at. Uh, but then you say, well, well, he's you know this dude, he, Kentucky. That stigma still for a lot of people historically they they've been terrible. This dude went to Kentucky. He can't be he can't be any good. So you got a lot of those factors playing in. Um, the comp, I, I don't think it's lazy. I think he does kind of compare to Josh Allen. Bills fans losing their minds because they want to think that Levis at this point is the equivalent of Josh Allen today. That's not what we're saying. But if you look oh, at Wyoming Levis and Kentucky Levis, I think they're comparable. Just where you come out, where does he? Did you see the Allen comparisons? Your thoughts on the whole? Yeah, so, yeah. I, I personally don't. I see where they're coming from with the comparisons. Uh, no, obviously nobody's exactly alike, so I see where they're coming from. Um, but I do feel like I mean they got two. The games are a little bit different to me. Uh, systems that they're playing in were different, so it's hard for me to make that comparison. I'm not a comparison guy anyway. I, I don't like making comparisons. I think I don't I think it's kind of unfair to make like public comparisons in a way because uh, every situation is different. You know, Wyoming may have not have had a Liam Cohen coaching them. 
you know, Kentucky may have not have had a, you know, whatever that maybe Josh Allen had. So I think, you know, I don't want to make that comparison, but he, you know, nobody's Josh Allen right now. I mean, that's, that's just not, Josh Allen is probably, you know, top three in the league, top four in the league right now, quarterback. So uh, we, we've seen what he's been doing. So, um, you know, like I said, I get where the comparisons are coming from, but you know, I, I just, I just, you know, I don't, I'm not going to make that, but uh, as far as, you know, being the biggest, you know, kind of story in the draft, I knew this would happen, you know, with his, <laughs> with his leadership ability, uh, you know, with the fact that he, you know, obviously the physical gifts of him just being able to just throw the ball. I saw a video on it when he was on his knees, throwing the ball over the goalpost or whatever. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, you're going to get number one pick talk when you see that type of stuff. Cause that's just, you know, that's just rare. I mean, not many people can do that. Uh, so, you know, like I said, you know, obviously he's been crushing the meetings. He's been crushing the meetings with the teams the one of the, the private workouts with the teams. He's probably been doing extremely well in those. He's probably tired of those if I had to guess, but I'm sure he's been doing doing extremely well. Uh, so I wouldn't be shocked if he went first tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't be shocked. But guess what, though? I also wouldn't be shocked if he was the fourth quarterback pick. I just, you know, like like they say, it's a crapshoot, man, at the end of the day. I wouldn't be shocked if Bryce Young's the fourth quarterback pick. I wouldn't yeah. be shocked. I wouldn't be shocked at all. You know, and that's probably not going to happen, but I, it wouldn't shock me because it's such a crapshoot. It's all about who like you. It's all about what happens at the last minute. It's all about, uh, uh, you know, you know the kind of momentum that's been built. Uh, so, like I said, I wouldn't be shocked if if anything happened. I wouldn't be shocked if Hendon Hooker slid to the fifth round. I wouldn't be shocked if Hendon Hooker was a first-round draft pick. I wouldn't be shocked if Hendon Hooker got drafted above Will Levis. <laughs> like it, it wouldn't shock me because it's you know we know this is a crapshoot right here. We at the end of the day, nobody knows how these guys are gonna pan out. The guys that pan out are the guys that go to the good organization with good players around them and good coaches. Mm-hmm. That's just what it is. Everybody, every quarterback that's gonna get drafted in the first or second round has outstanding potential, outstanding intangibles, outstanding tangibles, physical ability. Every quarterback that's you know rated in the top whatever. So if you get drafted the first or second round as a quarterback, you could potentially be a franchise quarterback. That's what they're saying. So they all have ex, you know extreme potential, very high ceilings. But at the end of the day, you know, Malik Willis is in the situation he's in right now because he plays for the Titans. They didn't have a lot around him. Uh, he got thrust into a position where he wasn't really ready yet. You know, guys like you know Joe Burrow got sent to a situation where the situation was pretty good around him. You know, he had decent players in his first couple of years. Uh, you know, good coach. You know, he's able to stay off his back a little bit. Uh, so, <laughs> you know, it's it just so, it's just, you know, there's so many variables. So it's hard to really see. At the end of the day, it really don't matter if you go, I never know everybody want to go first, but it really don't matter if you go first or, you know, 31st. You get drafted in the first round. You know, my thing would be I would want to go to a, the best team, the best situation. That's what that's where I want to go because I know I can extend my career if I go to a good situation. Even if I don't play extremely good, if I play halfway decent and I'm in a good scenario, offensive line, head coach, OC, good receivers, running back, solid team, 
even your defense, as long as you're winning games at the end of the day, people people look away from the other stuff sometimes when you're winning games. So, you know, I think uh, I think uh, if th those guys are smart. So they, they want to go to the good situation at the end of the day. Being first is cool, but they know that, you know, they don't want uh, Aaron Donald, you know, on the you know in their face all game, so they they'll want to go to the good situation. Uh, situation. I'm gonna play the little clip. You probably saw it, but for the listeners that maybe hadn't, and you're not a comparison guy. This guy, it's, it's Dan Orlovsky talking about Levis. You might have saw him tweeted out and get a lot of love, but you know, just another quarterback and just. just I'm just gonna see. It should pick up, and I'll play it right quick. It's like a minute or so. So, what say you, Jalen Willow? Say that again. Say so what say you, Jalen Whitlow? Were you no, able to hear? No, I can't hear it. Oh, I thought you, my fault. I was trying to play the little clip of uh, Orlovsky. I thought it would pick up over the mic. My bad. So no, you good. If yeah, we got didn't... a little, if we got a little dead air, I have to get that out. My bad for everybody that listens. I was, I was, yeah, I was letting it roll. Maybe it just went in them, but yeah. But anyway, never mind. But uh, he he threw out some numbers. They their their stats and starts and QBR were identical for was Wyoming and Kentucky and you know um, stuff like that. He talked about how the talent doesn't match the tape, and that to me is a lot to do with with the OC last year, the O line last year, the situation like you just talked about <laughs> that made his play maybe not be up to the level of talent that we all know he has so like you said it is a crap shoot my bad for uh that that minute or two of wasting your time where i thought you was hearing it but you wasn't my fault but no you yeah. good yeah, yeah yeah so but yeah you know i you know i i didn't see the post from dan orlovsky um but yes you know if liam cohen there's a lot of ifs but if, if liam cohen stays another year right certain things happen uh, um, you know, he built off of you the, the 2021 year. You know, he's probably Man. a sure first pick of the draft. Um, mm -hmm. but with last year happening, you know, with the turnovers and the sacks and the injuries, and it's just, you know, it's all about situation. It's all about the situation, man. You cannot, you cannot thrive at quarterback without, I don't care who you are. There's only a select few guys who can thrive at that position. With the situation that's like not ideal, you know, and uh, it's, it's just hard to do, you know. So uh, you got to a quarterback, you got to count on everything and everybody. So, um, you know, that's in, and not to like down anybody who played on that team, but it's just, you know, it's just the truth, you know, just just honest that you got to have things around you to help build you up, to help to help you out. Uh, you know, to get there. So who knows if Will Levis plays in Tennessee offense? You know, who knows? You know, he may he may have thrown for four thousand yards. So uh, we just don't know. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you saw this too, but the I think it was Pat Forty wrote the article. The SEC trying to crack down on storming the field. Did you see? some of these measures that they yeah. thinking about taking that's so lame that's so lame man like come on man like that's part to me that's part of the experience i never got a chance to really experience like a, you know our fans storming the field 
Um, I never really, you know, got the field stormed. Maybe at Eastern, we kind of got a little bit of that. But, you know, not on the scale where you're playing the SEC. But that that's lame, though. You know, that's kind of like, you know, co college kids dream of that. They go to school and they go to games and they, like, dream of storming the field or storming the court. You know, I think, you know, I don't know why they want to, you know, I hear people say fun police. You know, they're being fun police right now. You can't – you don't fun police the college kids. College kids – I mean, they're going to do it anyway. So, uh, you know, they're going to – you know, with the extreme measures that the SEC may go to, they're going to try their best to not allow that to happen at these football stadiums. It's hard to keep, uh, you know, 30,000 people from – or 20,000 people from rushing, you know, in a couple different spots. So, good luck with that. So, uh, you know, we'll see what happens. But that's just – it's just lame to me, you know, extremely lame. Forfeiting the win, trying to the team, the win that just happened. We're going, you're going to forfeit that, or Kentucky, you know, hosts what Tennessee comes to Lexington this year in 2023. Which, if Kentucky wins, they're not, you know, you're not storming the field for beating Tennessee anymore. Um, you know, a lot of those streaks and stuff that you would storm the field over Kentucky has broke them you know beating you know Tennessee Florida that kind of thing but say hypothetically Kentucky beats Tennessee in 2023 <clears throat> the field gets stormed but you're playing in Knoxville next year in 2024 they're saying your 2025 home game against Tennessee would be a road game so that that's that's the crackdown stuff they're trying to do is is ridiculous. Yeah. I guess this this means right after you left, twenty eleven is when Kentucky broke the actual streak against Tennessee from the oh, yeah, that, yeah that was the year before I got there. Okay, okay, so yeah, nineteen eighty four to twenty ten, twenty six, twenty seven straight losses. So I'm there, with my dad and my sister, because we you know, about two thousand four, was like we're gonna go to every game. Knoxville, Lexington, when Kentucky finally wins, we're going to be there. And so 2011, it it finally happens. They win 10-7. Matt Roark, the whole thing, wide receiver playing QB. And we storm the field, man. It's, you, you don't forget that. Like you said, the kids dream of that. The fans and the fan base of a team that's been on the wrong end of a streak, the fans live to be able to do that. I still got the picture of my dad and my sister. I posted the other day. Yeah, I saw when, it. Because I said, how are you going to say it just means more and then turn around and try to do this stuff? So that, you know, we still, we ain't never forgot. You know, we were finally there. Kentucky finally beat Tennessee. You just don't forget that kind of stuff, man. And that's, they're trying to get rid of that. It's crazy. Yeah, don't be the fun police. Man, I, I was kind of, I watched, the, you know, like I said, everybody, in my family, pretty much Bama fans. So I watched the Bama Tennessee game last year, and a part of me was like, "Man, that's kind of that's kind of dope that Tennessee beat them the year they beat them at home, and those students got a chance to experience that." I was kind of happy for it because I had, you know, I got a former player that I coached who got a chance to experience that, and he mm -hmm. said, "You know, that's one of the wildest nights of his life." <laughs> they throwing a goal post in the—I mean, like that's that's kind of extreme throwing a goal post in the river, but at the end of the day. Come on, man. Let the let like let people be them. Like let people do and have fun. Like as long as it's not hurting nobody. Why is it? Why is it such a big deal? You know, you know. I just don't. 
I just don't understand that. Like, I, I mean, let, like I said, it's probably going to happen anyway, uh, unless they come up with some type of plan where he's serious about that and they pass that and they come up with a plan to, act, you know, to stop people from doing it, uh, like a serious plan, because there's no, like, people standing in the way is not going to work. Uh, they come up with a serious plan to stop people from doing that, then, you know, we'll see. But, I mean, that's, it's just, it's just lame to me. Man. That's yeah. Ridiculous. Yeah, it's just, yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. Um, and, I mean, I think if I remember right, Tennessee is one of only two schools that happen to be by a river. I think Washington is the other one. So, no, they're the only two that can, you know, throw goalposts in the river anyway because yeah. <laughs> their stadiums are beside the bodies of water. But, you know, nobody else can, can just, I mean, if anybody else does it, they can have a long walk. But, yeah. you know, Tennessee can just walk right out there and cross the street and I think Washington, Washington is like the Puget Sound, whatever they're in Seattle, they got plenty of water up there where they can. But everybody else, you know, it's you got to really work to get them go post in some water. You know, they ain't trying to hitchhike with that. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, man, what else? I know mean, we, we 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 hit the draft a little bit, and like you said, anybody can go anywhere. As much scrutiny as all this gets. It's still an inexact science. There's still going to be GMs that some are going to get extensions based off of what happens tomorrow. Some are going to get fired based off of what they do tomorrow. And there's anything in between whatever the gamut you want to say is, it's, you know, as much scouting, as much all this and that smoke screen, who's lying, who's trying to do this. It's, it's I mean, you know, yeah, it's, it's, it, it, like I said, it's, Anything could happen. And to be honest with you, I never was a person, even as like a kid till now, I've never been a person that like looked too deep into the draft. Because I always thought that anything could happen and I want to see what crazy stuff happened. But I never really like watched it like that. I watched it a few times, but never like seriously interested in it. Um but I always just, you know, waited till I got the updates on Madden as a kid to like <laughs> update the rosters and whatnot. Yeah. Uh, but other than that, you know, I never because I always say like, you know, at the end of the day, it's all situational. It's all circumstance. You know, if I'm Bryce Young and I go to Carolina, well, that the first few years at least going to be it's going to be rough. Probably it's going to be, you know, it is what it is. Like you know, whoever goes to Houston or Carolina, good luck. You know, it's just what it is. Um, it's just a tough situation. So, like I said, if I'm Will Levis, I want to go to the best situation, whatever that is. Whoever that is, hope somebody trade up to get me. Keep your eye on the Patriots, always doing something tricky. Uh, mm-hmm. keep, <laughs> I heard the Ravens really like Anthony Richardson. So, I don't know. You know, wow. so uh, you never know with this stuff. That's this type of stuff that I always like seeing the updates on Twitter. The Ravens just traded up and decided to take Anthony Richardson. So, all right, so now what are they going to do with Lamar? So that type of stuff is what I like to see. But other than that, it's so I just hope those guys get a chance to like actually thrive. Uh, because I know how it goes. You know, you're Cam Newton, and like I said, Cam Newton is a is one of those examples that you really can't use because he's so dominant physically, where it really, even in the NFL, it almost didn't matter. He he's that much of a specimen where in the NFL, he was still able to hold his own and carry his team, like, in the mm-hmm. league. And he mm-hmm. did it at Auburn. Auburn had how many draft picks on that national championship team? They had – Nick Fairley was one. Right. 
And mm-hmm. on that year, like as far as draftable players, they had maybe I think one other draft pick, and that was Nick Fairley. Um, so and they went undefeated and won that championship. So he was a specimen, but you take guys like, like I said, Malik Willis, you take guys like uh I will say Johnny Manziel, but uh I mean you take you know, you take some of these guys and they go to these situations, and it's just hard to do. Like, like, like that Prescott went to a good situation. Like he went to a situation where he could learn a, a, a historically solid organization, where no matter what, he always have he always gonna have support, backing, help. The the Dallas Cowboys in my lifetime has never been like just terrible, never been. They always been pretty good. So that was a solid, stable organization that you, that he went to. Like Matt Jones went to a, a we a less. I mean, they kind of dip it now, but. A mm-hmm. solid and stable organization with the Patriots, uh, you know. So whoever get drafted to the 49ers, whoever get drafted to the, the uh, Steelers, solid, stable organization yeah. where you know they're gonna do what they can to get in position to do well. So, um, like I said, man, it's one of those situations where, uh, you know, like I said, guys want to go to the right situation. It's all circumstance at the end of the day. And yeah, and and. You know, two of those teams up there in the top, maybe they're looking for QBs, maybe not. We, we don't know what Houston's trying to do, but they're in the same division. You got Houston and Indianapolis. Situationally, both of them, first-year coaches, D'Amico Ryans, defensive guy, not sure what kind of staff he has, what kind of QB coach he has, what kind of OC he has. The dude for Indy, uh, Steichen, just came from Philly. Offensive guy did gets credit for a lot of what happened with Jalen Hurts. So you got right there two first year coaches. But if if you're a quarterback, do you? I mean, you you have no control. But do you hope you get a call from Indy more than Houston just because uh, it might be more of a QB friendly situation? Yeah, I, I mean, hundred percent. The most QB friendly situation I can go to is where I want to go. It just you know. <laughs> I would love to live in Houston. Uh, I heard some good things down there. Uh, obviously, some good food. Um, and speaking of Houston, I mean, I was going to talk about uh, NBA a little bit. Ime Udoka, you know, took yeah. that Rockets job. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so, you know, I would love to go, you know, it, as a quarterback, it's very, very attractive to play in the Dome. Mm. It's very attractive to play in the Dome. So, if you can go to Indy, you can go to, I mean, Houston isn't the most attractive situation. Mm-hmm. But if you can go to Indy, you can go to Arizona. You can go to these teams that play, uh, Falcons, that play in the Dome. You know you got, you know, however many games out of the year, what, eight, nine games out of the year, ten games, where you're going to be in a controlled, mm. weather-controlled environment where you feel good, you know, <laughs> lighting that thing up. You're on turf. No, you don't have to worry about rain, cold even extreme mm. heat. So uh, that would be on my mind as a quarterback, to be honest mm. with you. Now, the, the kind of the other side of that is you've been playing in the Dome and you got to go to, you know, Pittsburgh for whatever, for a playoff game or whatever. That's that's tough, you know, in January. Mm. But um, at the end of the day, I would definitely choose, you know, quarterback situation and in the Dome, draft me. Mm. You know, uh, that that that's how I would feel about it. Makes sense. Makes sense. Um, 
not sure I'm going to see what's commercial now. I got the Lakers and Memphis on. And Golden State and Sacramento comes on after that. Try to stay up for that, some of that. But, you know, it's it's still been – playoffs still got you reeled in. No, nah, I was – I'm reeled in. I watched uh... – I watched that uh Sunday the Golden State Sacramento man uh they they made Fox pass that game with a shot but um mm-hmm. but you know I, I like Fox is one of the most fun players to watch in the league right now I always like the speedy got the speedy guard like early Russell Westbrook right early Derrick Rose um you know those type of guys Fox even Monk Monk should be starting man Monk is a baller. Mm-hmm. Uh, Blake Monk should be starting for the uh, the Kings. They got him coming off the bench for whatever reason, uh, but I think he should be starting. You got Trey Lyles on that team as well. He got yep. him a couple big shots uh, mm-hmm. in the game. But Sacramento Kings, you know, maybe a, maybe a young a young uh, Golden State type situation. Maybe not that good, but they got some they got some pieces, man, that they can build on. I think they need a they need a their big man is, you know need to do a better job of protecting the rim a little bit because uh-huh. uh, you know those State was getting too many layups on them but good teams man good playoff series uh i'm excited to see what happened with the lakers as well i would love to see a lakers warriors matchup uh see what braun do you know in year in year 20 with with 20 and 20 20 points 20 rebounds other than yeah that. yeah uh, like i said hey i look and i want to say this i want to announce this right here on this podcast right now if you're around my age and you didn't see Michael Jordan play, you didn't see Kobe in early 2000s and late 90s, why isn't LeBron James your GOAT? I got to say that. If you're around my age and you didn't see 90s Jordan okay. or 80s Jordan, late 80s Jordan, mm-hmm. 90s Jordan, you didn't see late 90s, early 2000s Kobe, and maybe you saw it but you didn't really understand what was going on, but you saw LeBron and KD. Why isn't LeBron your goal? Why isn't he? Well, you know what I'm saying? Like, like mm-hmm. think about that though. Like, you're, if you're 28, 29, 30 years old, mm-hmm. 31, 32 okay. years old, yeah. and and you don't think that he's the the goat? I don't know how. Who is? Because you didn't see the other. You didn't see the other people. You know, you didn't see the other guys. You know what I'm saying? And this guy is in year 20 doing this, man. That's I don't know if we'll ever see this again. You know, so I think mm-hmm. it, that's special. You know, that's it. That's elite status. I mean, what he's doing on the court is crazy. Um, and like I said, you can't, you know, to me, I don't understand. Like, if we're talking longevity, then he should be the guy. We're talking stats, he should be the guy from a, a overall stat standpoint. Now, they're going to talk about championships, and he got four, but he's been to, what, 10, 11 finals? Yeah. Uh, you know, so, I mean, I don't and- – I don't, I don't understand the argument anymore, man. Is 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 he? And when he took the scoring title, and after what he did the other night, I was like, "How can you?" If, now I get it. The people who saw Jordan in the nineties, I get it. But the people who you know, around my age, and you watching LeBron, I remember getting the first pair of LeBron shoes. I remember being in the back. I remember being in the YMCA when I was like eight years old, and LeBron was on the TV playing a, a high school basketball game in, in 02. I remember that. Um, I remember, you know, the the talk and and and, and everything. I remember, I remember seeing LeBron when he was eighteen, he came in the league. So I I seen it, you know, I I seen it. So you can't yeah. tell me that he's not, you know, I I don't know who is if he's not. If you're around my age and you say somebody else, then I'm 
I must be tripping because uh he you know he what he's doing right now we'll like I said we'll legit never see this again especially from the I mean I don't I I respect him and look I saw Jordan and Kobe uh and I really don't do the whole debate and all that but to to be 38 we've never seen anybody at this level because most guys 38 i mean i'm old enough <laughs> i saw kareem at 38 39 40 you know and you, i mean you saw the decline you know uh moses malone guys like that you you go to basketball reference look at their stats and it's it's, it's 25 and 12 20 and 10 20 and 10 and then it is nine and seven and they're playing 11 minutes a game at age 37 you to see him still i mean he ain't 25 anymore but he's not your typical 38 just hanging on tank is empty so you got to give him props for that it's it's like you said we've never seen anybody at this age still be top five player in the league (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, we, we, we we've never seen that. And, yeah. you know, and like I said, I like I said, I you know I, I play basketball. I'm not a basketball savant. I played basketball. Dad was a basketball coach. I lived in the house with a coach. You know, played since I was six all the way up to senior year of high school. So I know basketball enough to know that what he's doing has never been done. I know that. You know, <laughs> I, I know that. You know, that it's never been done. You know, like I said, Jordan got six titles. That's great. Uh, but what he's doing on the court from a point, rebound, assist, block, steal, you know, standpoint has has never been. I mean, it's never been done uh, on this level. So, like I said, you know, that's, that's my little rant for today. But yeah. I just think, you know, I just think, you know, people around my age, this don't, you know, if you're not around my age, then you don't have to really – take heed to this but if you're around my age stop playing you, you know what you're seeing you know you know it just is what it is you know i i would love to say kobe too but i would love to say a lot of guys but let's stop let's 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 really stop playing and let's let's be honest right here because i like i said i respect him enough my old knock and and i watched his first game nba game or the stat line when he played Sacramento. I mean, my thing was like, you know, this dude ain't gonna come in and do this against grown men right out of high school. Let me see what happens when you know uh, Carl Malone or Oakley or whoever. And he he twenty five twenty five eight and six first game, and he had, he from then he ain't missed a beat. And I'm like, oh wow, okay. My only little knock is you know he too he too big and strong to be trying to flop like he does sometimes. Cause I'm like, man, come on, dog. Don't be, don't be acting like, you know. Yeah, he, I he, mean, he, that that's maybe that's a little nitpicky, but that's my gripe. I remember Nas Muhammad, Nas Muhammad, you know, who played for those '90s cats, played 18 years. He was with the Bulls. My LeBron's the Heat. <laughs> Nas, he pushed him, and LeBron went down like he was shot. Like, man, you just as big as him. That should not have, you know. I think yeah. it's a, I think it's a, a gift or gif for that. I mean, I can pull it up and just. I mean, look, you maybe take a step back and then retaliate, but don't go like you got knocked down. So, yeah, I think, you know, you, you're too big and strong and too much of a specimen 
to be flopping and acting like we're going to buy what you're selling all the time because I don't be, I, I can't buy that. But I can't knock what he's done, the versatility. Uh, does he have the killer instinct? No. Like, like Mike, is he a, like yeah. Kobe and Mike? Does he have that? Yeah. He's more like a magic because he's a pass first guy. But, you know, when he needs to, like you said, some of those finals losses, the first time he got there, seven or whatever I think when they beat Detroit that team he drugged to the finals had no chance against the Spurs there's no way Daniel Gibson and 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 uh yeah. floppy hair dude was it uh, yeah was it and uh, yeah there was no way they were gonna beat San Antonio but they won he won the east with them dudes which yeah, is... <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying like he didn't have he didn't have a a, a, a Rob and a Pippen on that team, you know. He didn't have that. So hey, look, we you know this that thing, you know that debate can go. Well, look, I'm not here to say, and you notice I said my age. Mm-hmm. I'm not here to talk about what Jordan did in the '90s. I didn't see it. Like I may have saw it, you know, but I wasn't old enough to comprehend it. I wasn't old enough to, you know, fully get engulfed in what he was doing to people. But I got engulfed and I saw every step of LeBron since he was a senior in high school. Yeah. And, you know, like I said, it's just it's just the truth. Like, you know, a lot of people my age just don't like him for whatever reason. But if you really like didn't if you didn't listen to the broadcast, people always say this, don't listen to the broadcast. Just watch his games from when he came into the league till now. Watch the games with no noise. And you'll say that is the best player I've ever seen. Watch just watch, just look at his stats with no look at all the, everybody's stats with no name next to it. You say whoever that guy is was probably mm-hmm. the best player. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It, it, that's just the truth. So, you know, like I said, that's that's my rant, man. But uh yeah. you know, it is what it is. And I am surprised they are gonna they got a lot of work to do. Look like they're gonna have to go back to LA if they're gonna have to close Memphis out because Memphis is it is 176 Memphis with nine minutes, 10 minutes left in the fourth quarter. I yeah. I did yeah. not see that coming. And let me spice uh let me spice the podcast up with this too. And the NBA is a business. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like the NBA is a bit it's an entertainment business. Like it's entertainment, so they can do what they want to do. It's, it's like Come on, you beat now they beat you by 30. Like, come on. You, you know, it, so like I said, the NBA is an entertainment business. Uh, so I wouldn't be shocked if you know there's some some funny business going on that we don't know about. Because like I said, it's it's at the end of the day, it's a business. They got they got bottom lines to hit. Uh they they got, you know, because it's hard. I mean, you know, you're losing by 30 after you just beat. I, I don't know. Yeah, because in the, the first quarter, you know, it's Memphis season on the line, so you figure, you know, come out, just go punch them. You know, LA gonna have to weather the storm, and that wasn't the case. It was it was twenty five to twenty two, and Memphis was missing layups, missing floaters, and should have been up ten or twelve. Was only up four. I'm like, oh, they they gonna fool her. You know, LA is the smarter team. Memphis been playing like knuckleheads all year, job doing stupid stuff on the court, off the court. Ja gets hurt in game one. The other night, he's still going up trying to 
dunk on LeBron from the three-point line and taking a fall. So he clearly ain't learned nothing from what just caused him to miss a couple games. So I'm thinking, well, I mean, L.A. ain't even going to have to weather a storm. And, you know, Memphis got up in the second quarter and now, like you said, they don't they blew it open. So I was I was surprised to see that. Like you said, maybe uh, this won't be the first time business decisions have been made. <laughs> oh yeah, but I always put myself in the people who making those decisions. I don't know if I would be that extreme, but I would definitely try to draw some of these series, especially like the finals. I would try to draw it out. I mean, more TV time, more money. I mean, you know, it, it is what it is. I'm, I wouldn't be shocked if they do that. Like, we don't, obviously don't know for sure, but. You know, who knows? Yep, yep, yep. yep. Man, anything else you want to hit before we put a bow on this one? Uh, not too much, man. I just think, uh, you know, it's a good, a good sports week with the draft and playoff basketball. Uh, you know, baseball getting in full swing, even though they've been going for a while, but that's that season really starting to go. Um, you know, college baseball going. Uh, so you kind of get that football for three days with the draft, even though, you know, the third day is kind of like low key, mm-hmm. but uh, you get that, you get that football uh, in there mixed in with some basketball and baseball. So, you know, can't really, can't really complain if you're a sports fan this week. So enjoy that, you know, uh, enjoy Kentucky football players getting drafted and getting picked up by teams the next few days. Mm-hmm. Uh, that'll be that'll be fun for uh, Kentucky fans. Uh, you'll have another first round draft pick at quarterback. Uh, the last one was um, uh, what's the name? I'm blanking on the name. Couch. Mm-hmm. You, uh, yeah, Couch. you know, you had Tim Couch. So, you know, you got another first round, most likely another first round draft pick at quarterback. Uh, helps in recruiting. I'm sure it does. You know, a matter of fact, it, it more than helps in recruiting. You get you put yourself in the status to get the best quarterbacks in the country when you start getting first round draft picks at quarterback. Uh, so you know, I think they, I think if they put another good year with Leary and these receivers, um, they're going to open the door for next year to be able to get like the top of the top high school kids and transfers. I think one more really good year can kind of you know eclipse them into that stratosphere with the Georgias, Bama's, Texas. Because at the end of the day, one of the first things I ever heard from a coach when I was getting recruited in high school was, who's the who's the quarterback coach, who's the OC? You know, mm-hmm. who has a – and I'll tell this for kids who out there, who has the record, right, what head coach has been a mainstay at the school, and he has a record of hiring good quarterbacks and office coordinators. Not the school per se, but the head coach. He has a, mm-hmm. a track record of hiring good coach, uh, quarterback coaches and good office coordinators. That's where you need to go, right? So uh, Kentucky is about to put themselves in that in that category if they have a good year this year. Um, and, and we're seeing Levis being drafted, you know, top two or three quarterbacks being picked. So uh, that'll be huge. So we'll see what happens. Uh, you know, it's an exciting time. You know, I see, see uh, you know, Stoops and, and uh, uh, Slacks, and I'm going to be at the – Mm-hmm. Yeah, the draft. So I'm sure they're excited about that. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, it'll be fun. Tune in and check it out tomorrow, as well as all the other sports that's going on too. And y'all tune in and check us out each week at believe.com. 
Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcast, this podcast is there. Just search it up, subscribe, follow us on Twitter, I believe in Kentucky. Jwit low underscore two, right? Yep. Uh, and your business, go plug your business one too, the BTG. Yeah, so uh, uh, btgqbtraining.com or uh, QB underscore BTG on Instagram and Twitter, uh, you know, for people who want to check us out on the socials. Uh, if you got a quarterbacks, you got questions any, about anything, recruiting, it don't matter. I always send a DM and ask. My DMs are open for, you know, parents or, or quarterbacks that want to ask questions about anything. You don't even have to be a quarterback, to be honest with you. Uh, I'm just here to help anybody uh, who needs help with anything football related, but definitely quarterbacks. If you got any, anything that you need to ask, always feel free to ask. Uh, you know, we 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 gives out the game uh, for free. So there you go, most there of it. Go. So y'all keep that in mind and keep on coming back and checking out the pod. We back next week talking about the draft and. Whatever else happens in the portal and all that good stuff, have Aaron back with us and got some guests coming up as well. So y'all, y'all just you know, yeah. stay on the lookout and we'll be back with another episode. So for Jalen Whitlow, this is Vinny Hardy. Be back next week with another episode of Believe in Kentucky for y'all. Everybody take care. listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform check us out at believe.com and search for b-l-e-a-v on youtube